Section six of Christian Science by Mark Twain, read by John Greenman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter six. Hungry ones throng to hear the Bible read in connection with the textbook of Christian Science, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker G. Eddy. These are our only preachers. They are the word of God. Christian Science Journal, October 1898. Is that picturesque? A lady has told me that in a chapel of the mosque in Boston there is a picture or image of Mrs. Eddy, and that before it burns a never-extinguished light. Note 1. February 1903. There is a dispute about that picture. I will render justice concerning it in the new half of this book. M.T. End of note 1. Is that picturesque? How long do you think it will be before the Christian scientist will be worshipping that picture or image and praying to it? How long do you think it will be before it is claimed that Mrs. Eddy is a Redeemer, a Christ, and Christ's equal? Note, too, this suggestion has been scorned. I will examine the matter in the new half of the book. M.T. End of note, too. Already her army of disciples speak of her reverently as our mother. How long will it be before they place her on the steps of the throne beside the Virgin, and, later, a step higher? First, Mary the Virgin, and Mary the Matron, later, with a change of precedence, Mary the Matron, and Mary the Virgin. Let the artist get ready with his canvas and his brushes, the new renaissance is on its way, and there will be money in altar canvases, a thousand times as much as the popes and their church ever spent on the old masters, for their riches were poverty as compared with what is going to pour into the treasure-chest of the Christian scientist's papacy by and by, let us not doubt it. We will examine the financial outlook presently and see what it promises. A favorite subject of the new old master will be the first verse of the twelfth chapter of Revelation, a verse which Mrs. Eddy says, in her annex to the scriptures, has one distinctive feature which has special reference to the present age, and to her, as is rather pointedly indicated, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, etc. The woman clothed with the sun will be a portrait of Mrs. Eddy. Is it insanity to believe that Christian scientism is destined to make the most formidable show that any new religion has made in the world since the birth and spread of Mohammedanism, and that within a century from now it may stand second to Rome only in numbers and power in Christendom? If this is a wild dream, it will not be easy to prove it so just yet, I think. There seems argument that it may come true. The Christian science boom proper is not yet five years old, yet already it has two hundred and fifty churches. Note, February 1903. Through misinformation, I doubled those figures when I wrote this chapter four years ago. M.T. It has its start, you see and it is a phenomenally good one. 
moreover it is latterly spreading with a constantly accelerating swiftness it has a better chance to grow and prosper and achieve permanency than any other existing ism for it has more to offer than any other the past teaches us that in order to succeed a movement like this must not be a mere philosophy it must be a religion also that it must not claim entire originality but content itself with passing for an improvement on an existing religion and show its hand later when strong and prosperous like mohammedanism next there must be money and plenty of it next the power and authority and capital must be concentrated in the grip of a small and irresponsible clique with nobody outside privileged to ask questions or find fault next as before remarked it must bait its hook with some new and attractive advantages over the baits offered by its competitors a new movement equipped with some of these endowments like spiritualism for instance may count upon a considerable success a new movement equipped with the bulk of them like mohammedanism for instance may count upon a widely extended conquest mormonism had all the requisites but one it had nothing new and nothing valuable to bait with spiritualism lacked the important detail of concentration of money and authority in the hands of an irresponsible clique the above equipment is excellent admirable powerful but not perfect there is yet another detail which is worth the whole of it put together and more a detail which has never been joined in the beginning of a religious movement to a supremely good working equipment since the world began until now a new personage to worship note that has been disputed by a christian science friend this surprises me I will examine this detail in the new half of the book. M. T. Christianity had the savior, but at first and for generations it lacked money and concentrated power. In Mrs. Eddy, Christian science possesses the new personage for worship and, in addition, here in the very beginning, a working equipment that has not a flaw in it. In the beginning, Mohammedanism had no money and it has never had anything to offer its client but heaven nothing here below that was valuable in addition to heaven hereafter christian science has present health and a cheerful spirit to offer and in comparison with this bribe all other this-world bribes are poor and cheap you recognize that this estimate is admissible do you not to whom does bellamy's nationalism appeal necessarily to the few people who read and dream and are compassionate and troubled for the poor and the hard-driven to whom does spiritualism appeal necessarily to the few its boom has lasted for half a century and i believe it claims short of four millions of adherents in america who are attracted by swedenborgianism and some of the other fine and delicate isms the few again educated people sensitively organized with superior mental endowments who seek lofty planes of thought and find their contentment there and who are attracted by christian science there is no limit its field is 
horizonless its appeal is as universal as is the appeal of christianity itself it appeals to the rich the poor the high the low the cultured the ignorant the gifted the stupid the modest the vain the wise the silly the soldier the civilian the hero the coward the idler the worker the godly the godless the freeman the slave the adult the child they who are ailing in body or mind they who have friends that are ailing in body or mind to mass it in a phrase its clientage is the human race will it march i think so remember its principal great offer to rid the race of pain and disease can it do so in large measure yes how much of the pain and disease in the world is created by the imaginations of the sufferers and then kept alive by those same imaginations four-fifths not anything short of that i should think can christian science banish that four-fifths i think so can any other organized force do it none that i know of would this be a new world when that was accomplished and a pleasanter one for us well people as well as for those fussy and fretting sick ones would it seem as if there was not as much gloomy weather as there used to be i think so in the meantime would the scientist kill off a good many patients i think so more than get killed off now by the legalized methods i will take up that question presently at present i wish to ask you to examine some of the scientist's performances as registered in his magazine the christian science journal october number eighteen ninety eight first a baptist clergyman gives us this true picture of the average orthodox christian and he could have added that it is a true picture of the average civilized human being he is a worried and fretted and fearful man afraid of himself and his propensities afraid of colds and fevers afraid of treading on serpents or drinking deadly things then he gives us this contrast the average christian scientist has put all anxiety and fretting under his feet he does have a victory over fear and care that is not achieved by the average orthodox christian he has put all anxiety and fretting under his feet what proportion of your earnings or income would you be willing to pay for that frame of mind year in year out it really outvalues any price that can be put upon it where can you purchase it at any outlay of any sort in any church or out of it except the scientists well it is the anxiety and fretting about colds and fevers and draughts and getting our feet wet and about forbidden food eaten in terror of indigestion that brings on the cold and the fever and the indigestion and the most of our other ailments and so if the science can banish that anxiety from the world i think it can reduce the world's disease and pain about four-fifths february nineteen o three 
in a letter to me a distinguished new york physician finds fault with this notion if four-fifths of our pains and diseases are not the result of unwholesome fears and imaginings the science has a smaller field than i was guessing but i still think four-fifths is a sound guess m t in this october number many of the redeemed testify and give thanks and not coldly but with passionate gratitude as a rule they seem drunk with health and with the surprise of it the wonder of it the unspeakable glory and splendor of it after a long sober spell spent in inventing imaginary diseases and concreting them with doctor stuff the first witness testifies that when this most beautiful truth first dawned on him he had nearly all the ills that flesh is heir to that those he did not have he thought he had and this made the tale about complete what was the natural result why he was a dump pit for all the doctors druggists and patent medicines of the country christian science came to his help and the old sick conditions passed away and along with them the dismal forebodings which he had been accustomed to employ in conjuring up ailments and so he was a healthy and cheerful man now and astonished but i am not astonished for from other sources i know what must have been his method of applying christian science if i am in the right he watchfully and diligently diverted his mind from unhealthy channels and compelled it to travel in healthy ones nothing contrivable by human invention could be more formidably effective than that in banishing imaginary ailments and in closing the entrances against subsequent applicants of their breed i think his method was to keep saying i am well i am sound sound and well well and sound perfectly sound perfectly well i have no pain there's no such thing as pain i have no disease there's no such thing as disease nothing is real but mind all is mind all good 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 life soul liver bones one of a series ante and pass the buck i do not mean that that was exactly the formula used but that it doubtless contains the spirit of it the scientist would attach value to the exact formula no doubt and to the religious spirit in which it was used i should think that any formula that would divert the mind from unwholesome channels and force it into healthy ones would answer every purpose with some people though not with all i think it most likely that a very religious man would find the addition of the religious spirit a powerful reinforcement in his case the second witness testifies that the science banished an old organic trouble which the doctor and the surgeon had been nursing with drugs and the knife for seven years he calls it his claim a surface miner would think it was not his claim at all but the property of the doctor and his pal the surgeon for he would be misled by that word which is christian science slang for ailment the christian scientist has no ailment 
to him there is no such thing and he will not use the hateful word all that happens to him is that upon his attention an imaginary disturbance sometimes obtrudes itself which claims to be an ailment but isn't this witness offers testimony for a clergyman seventy years old who had preached forty years in a christian church and has now gone over to the new sect he was almost blind and deaf he was treated by the c s method and when he heard the voice of truth he saw spiritually saw spiritually it is a little indefinite they had better treat him again indefinite testimonies might properly be waste-basketed since there is evidently no lack of definite ones procurable but this c s magazine is poorly edited and so mistakes of this kind must be expected the next witness is a soldier of the civil war when christian science found him he had in stock the following claims indigestion rheumatism catarrh chalky deposits in shoulder joints arm joints hand joints stiffness of all of those joints insomnia atrophy of the muscles of arms shoulders excruciating pains most of the time these claims have a very substantial sound they came of exposure in the campaigns the doctors did all they could but it was little prayers were tried but i never realized any physical relief from that source after thirty years of torture he went to a christian scientist and took an hour's treatment and went home painless two days later he began to eat like a well man then the claims vanished some at once others more gradually finally they have almost entirely disappeared and a thing which is of still greater value he is now contented and happy that is a detail which as earlier remarked is a scientist church specialty and indeed one may go further and assert with little or no exaggeration that it is a christian science monopoly with thirty-one years effort the methodist church had not succeeded in furnishing it to this harassed soldier and so the tale goes on witness after witness bulletins his claims declares their prompt abolishment and gives mrs eddy's discovery the praise milk leg is cured nervous prostration is cured consumption is cured and st vitus's dance is made of pastime even without a fiddle and now and then an interesting new addition to the science slang appears on the page we have demonstrations over chilblains and such things it seems to be a curtailed way of saying demonstrations of the power of christian science truth over the fiction which masquerades under the name of chilblains the children as well as the adults share in the blessings of the science through the study of the little book they are learning how to be healthful peaceful and wise sometimes they are cured of their little claims by the professional healer and sometimes more advanced children say over the formula and cure themselves a little far western girl of nine equipped with an adult vocabulary states her age and says 
i thought i would write a demonstration to you she had a claim derived from getting flung over a pony's head and landed on a rock-pile she saved herself from disaster by remembering to say god is all while she was in the air i couldn't have done it i shouldn't even have thought of it i should have been too excited nothing but christian science could have enabled that child to do that calm and thoughtful and judicious thing in those circumstances she came down on her head and by all the rules she should have broken it but the intervention of the formula prevented that so the only claim resulting was a blackened eye monday morning it was still swollen and shut at school it hurt pretty badly that is it seemed to so i was excused and went down to the basement and said now i am depending on mamma instead of god and i will depend on god instead of mamma no doubt this would have answered but to make sure she added mrs eddy to the team and recited the scientific statement of being which is one of the principal incantations i judge then i felt my eye opening why dear it would have opened an oyster i think it is one of the touchingest things in child history that pious little rat down cellar pumping away at the scientific statement of being there is a page about another good child little gordon little gordon came into the world without the assistance of surgery or anesthetics he was a demonstration a painless one therefore his coming evoked joy and thankfulness to god and the discoverer of christian science it is a noticeable feature of this literature the so frequent linking together of the two beings in an equal bond also of their two bibles when little gordon was two years old he was playing horse on the bed where i had left my little book i noticed him stop in his play take the book carefully in his little hands kiss it softly then look about for the highest place of safety his arms could reach and put it there this pious act filled the mother with such a train of thought as i had never experienced before i thought of the sweet mother of long ago who kept things in her heart etc it is a bold comparison however unconscious profanations are about as common in the mouths of the lay membership of the new church as are frank and open ones in the mouths of its consecrated chiefs some days later the family library christian science books was lying in a deep-seated window this was another chance for the holy child to show off he left his play and went there and pushed all the books to one side except the annex it he took in both hands slowly raised it to his lips then removed it carefully and seated himself in the window it had seemed to the mother too wonderful to be true that first time but now she was convinced that neither imagination nor accident had anything to do with it later little gordon let the author of his being see him do it after that he did it frequently probably every time anybody was looking i would rather have that child than a chromo 
if this tale has any object it is to intimate that the inspired book was supernaturally able to convey a sense of its sacred and awful character to this innocent little creature without the intervention of outside aids the magazine is not edited with high-priced discretion the editor has a claim and he ought to get it treated among other witnesses there is one who had a jumping toothache which several times tempted her to believe that there was sensation in matter but each time it was overcome by the power of truth she would not allow the dentist to use cocaine but sat there and let him punch and drill and split and crush the tooth and tear and slash its ulcerations and pull out the nerve and dig out fragments of bone and she wouldn't once confess that it hurt and to this day she thinks it didn't and i have not a doubt that she is nine-tenths right and that her christian science faith did her better service than she could have gotten out of cocaine there is an account of a boy who got broken all up into small bits by an accident but said over the scientific statement of being or some of the other incantations and got well and sound without having suffered any real pain and without the intrusion of a surgeon also there is an account of the restoration to perfect health in a single night of a fatally injured horse by the application of christian science i can stand a good deal but i recognize that the ice is getting thin here that horse had as many as fifty claims how could he demonstrate over them could he do the all good 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 gracious liver bones truth all down but nine set them up on the other alley could he intone the scientific statement of being now could he wouldn't it give him a relapse let us draw the line at horses horses and furniture there is plenty of other testimonies in the magazine but these quoted samples will answer they show the kind of trade the science is driving now we come back to the question does the science kill a patient here and there and now and then we must concede it does it compensate for this i am persuaded that it can make a plausible showing in that direction for instance when it lays its hands upon a soldier who has suffered thirty years of helpless torture and makes him whole in body and mind what is the actual sum of that achievement this i think that it has restored to life a subject who had essentially died ten deaths a year for thirty years and each of them a long and painful one but for its interference that man in the three years which have since elapsed would have essentially died thirty times more there are thousands of young people in the land who are now ready to enter upon a lifelong death similar to that man's every time the science captures one of these and secures to him lifelong immunity from imagination manufactured disease it may plausibly claim that in his person it has saved three hundred lives meantime it will kill a man every now and then but no matter it will still be ahead on the credit side note i have received several letters two from educated and ostensibly intelligent persons which contained in substance this protest 
i don't object to men and women chancing their lives with these people but it is a burning shame that the law should allow them to trust their helpless little children in their deadly hands isn't it touching isn't it deep isn't it modest it is as if the person said i know that to a parent his child is the core of his heart the apple of his eye a possession so dear so precious that he will trust its life in no hands but those which he believes with all his soul to be the very best and the very safest but it is a burning shame that the law does not require him to come to me to ask what kind of healer i will allow him to call the public is merely a multiplied me m t end of chapter six